everyone, it's Kelly Cooper, and welcome to episode 249 of the Life Made to Order podcast. The Law of Attraction and What Do You Have to Lose by Actually Getting What You Want? And this is a question that at first glance, at first blush, you might be like, I have nothing to lose. I think about what I want constantly. I'm miserable without it. I try so hard action-wise to get it. I put all this effort into manifesting it and doing all of this inner work trying to raise my vibe. I have nothing to lose, only everything to gain. And I've talked about this a lot. It's a topic that, you know, bears, you know, repeated discussion because we have a lot of conditioning and we need to hear a lot of these new ideas, you know, spirit thought system ideas and this sort of stuff a lot to displace that conditioning, displace the old way of thinking because it's very, very deeply ingrained. We have a lot of practice thinking with the ego human mind thought system, and as you've seen, it hasn't really probably served you very well. It's caused a lot of strife, a lot of strain, a lot of suffering. So, and you know, the other thing with the human mind, which I've talked about a lot too, is it has a kind of a screwy way of thinking. And when we understand it's thinking in a kind of a screwy way, questions like this don't seem so silly. They don't seem like, what do you, what kind of question is that even? What are you even asking me? It's a question that merits thought. And you're like, that's a good question. Because again, if that part of our mind has this screwy way of thinking, it has a lot of weird fears. It has a really weird view of the world. And because of that, you might feel like, again, you might not be conscious of it, but on a deeper level, you do feel like you have a lot to lose if you were to get what you want. On some level, you don't actually want what you want, that you consciously claim to want, that you seem to want very much, you appear to want very much. And, you know, LOA 101, like attracts like kind of idea, manifesting, conscious creation, all that sort of stuff. You really won't manifest something into your life. Your life won't change in certain ways if you don't actually want these changes, if you don't actually want these things. You actually don't want the money. You don't want the relationship. You don't want to lose the weight. You don't want a better job. You don't actually want to heal your relationship with somebody. You actually don't want to forgive them. And then upon making this realization that you're actually quite conflicted about these desires, these things that you want, it starts to make sense why maybe they haven't shown up. Maybe these things are not a part of your life. Maybe why you're struggling in certain ways, seemingly continuously with no end in sight. And when we realize the core issue is I actually don't want it. So I'm not going to really allow things into my life that I actually don't want because the part of my mind that doesn't want it is quite powerful. The part of my mind that doesn't want it has a lot of really deeply ingrained, deeply held beliefs that you know, equate to please actually keep this thing away from me. Any story you've been telling yourself now about why things are the way they are, this story that probably has a lot of momentum, there's a lot of heaviness there, a lot of suffering with this story that starts to fade away and you start feeling maybe a little more relief. It allows you to do, you know, a bit of an energetic reset. So right now, for example, if you're lamenting your lack of a relationship, and you're thinking, I want a relationship so bad, and I try so hard, and I'm on dating apps 10 hours a day, I've gone on all these shitty dates, I 
I've made countless lists of my dream person for the universe to bring me and blah, 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 all the stuff they're doing energy-wise, you know, action in the world-wise, and it doesn't seem to be working, and you probably formulated this whole story around that that makes you feel terrible. That, again, creates this heaviness, all of this emotional suffering, which, as we see what happens with that, the more the suffering is, the more attached we get to getting what we want the more we get stuck in operating from pain minimizing mode and only wanting what we want because we think that's the key to relieving all the suffering we're having now. So again, not taking into account you're actually quite conflicted about having a serious relationship. What's the story you've been telling about that? There's just no good guys out there. You know, where I live, my politics or my interests, my this or my that, there's just not enough, there's not a lot of people like me where I live and I'm not going to meet somebody I'm too old. No one wants to date a single mom. I'm not attractive enough. There just must. There's just obviously something unappealing about me. Something about my personality, or there's just some vibe I'm giving off to people that they just don't like me. I might have said I'm too old. I might have said that one already, right? So, right, you see in that example, there's this whole story that the ego mind is, is, is looking at your experience and it's creating this narrative, it's making this story, it's drawing all these conclusions about why you probably don't have the relationship and what's the one thing that's not part of its story, what's the one piece of data that it's not taking into account in drawing these conclusions and pondering this idea and, and thinking and trying to figure out why your own mind, your own resistance, your own lack of actually wanting it your mindset, your beliefs. And when we realize that the only thing that actually is affecting the circumstance is the one thing it's not actually even considering, you start to see, well, this story can't be true. It's not because I'm too old. It's not because of what I look like. It's not because of my weight. It's not because of my age. It's not because I, I'm a single parent. It's not because of where I live. All of this stuff. Because all of those reasons make you feel pretty badly because most of those reasons, or maybe all of them, depending on what your reasons are in your circumstance, you can't do anything about that. You can't do anything about being a single mom unless you plan on surrendering your child to the state or something, an orphanage. You're probably not planning on doing that. You can't change your age. You could change some things, like where you live maybe, but you probably, maybe moving's not practical and it's not something you actually do just for the sake of having a relationship you probably think that's also something that can't be changed. You live where you live. Your life is established. Your job is established. You can't just up and move uh, for the sake of hoping to meet new people. So those stories feel extra badly because all of our egoic mind stories, the reason is always external to us. It's something out there or it's some unchangeable thing. It's, not our, it's never our mind. And again, if it's not taking into account the one thing that actually matters the only relevant factor, again, you start to see that this story is not true. And when you start to see this painful story is not true, guess what? Some of the pain that comes from that story starts dissipating. You start lightening your load emotionally a bit because you're like, oh, it's not because there's something wrong with me. It's not because of all these external factors I can't do anything about. It's not because I'm doing something wrong. It's not because I'm incapable of making the vibrational changes I'm told I need to make to get what I want. It's none of that. There's actually a part of me that's quite conflicted about getting what I want. 
And this, and one of the reasons that, and if this is such an important part of the equation, this exploration of any conflict we have about these changes we claim to want, that's a good, you know, that's explains why a lot of people struggle for a really, really long time. Because if you're not looking at something that's so crucial, then there's so many core issues, so many of the biggest issues you're having emotionally, mentally in your mind, you're not looking at them. Because to look at, to answer, to look at that question, what do I have to lose by getting what I want? That would require us to go to a part of our mind to look at things most people, they're not going to want to look at voluntarily. They're not really going to be gung-ho for that. Because to look at the conflicts, that means looking at some stuff that might be quite painful. It might mean coming to terms with things that maybe you might be aware of to some degree, but you're not really, you've kind of tried to push it away and not really look at it. For again, using the relationship as an example, you might claim to want a relationship because a goic human you feels lonely and has all these bad feelings, right? That it thinks the relationship would fix. But you had a really bad divorce or a bad breakup. Your last relationship was, you know, kind of took a lot out of you emotionally. It caused, you know, there was a lot of feelings there. So a part of you is like afraid of going through that again. But then to tell yourself, okay, well, my conflict around the relationship is because I don't want to go through all that pain again and, and thinking about all the, the strife that you dealt with by dealing with your divorce or the breakup or whatever, that means you'd have to look at all that pain. You'd have to look at whatever the, the anger, the bitterness, the resentment, the hurt, the betrayal, whatever it is you feel towards your ex. You'd have to look at all of that. You'd have to examine the past and why you actually don't want what you want because you're afraid a future relationship will be like that past relationship in some way. This person will hurt you again or there'll be conflict and you don't want to deal with fighting with somebody else or dealing with all the stuff that comes with being in a relationship, especially a relationship that's not a good relationship. And you're like, I don't want any of that noise. So again, consciously from pain minimizing mode of your loneliness and all the bad stuff you think about yourself and thinking, oh, the relationship will fix that. So I really, I say I want to get married again or I say I want to get in a, I'm ready again for another serious relationship. You're actually not. But exploring why you're not is like, I don't want to go to that. I don't want to think about all of that. I don't want to really dive into all of those nasty, bad, hurt feelings I, I'm maybe still carrying around about my ex and about the divorce and the whole breakup and everything that transpired in, in the course of those events. So to really explore this energetically, emotionally, vibrationally, the shift you can experience is huge. Because you'll probably be diving into some pretty heavy stuff. But again, like I said before, the reason that we can struggle and kind of drag our feet on this and is because we don't want to explore all of that. Because the all of the stuff, the answer to that question, what do I have to lose, would mean probably thinking about a lot of things you don't want to think about. Exploring a lot of feelings you don't want to explore. It would mean admitting you're thinking and feeling a lot of things that you don't want to admit you're thinking and feeling because you feel ashamed about those thinking those things or feeling what you feel you feel embarrassed about it if you're a spiritual person well versed in all these teachings you're probably using those teachings as a 
excuse to avoid dealing with your feelings because spiritual teachings would tell you, well, you don't need to feel that anger. You just send love towards your ex and be happy about, you know, the experience and how it's blah, 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 right? And all that's, and these are great ideas to embrace when we do it genuinely, but we're not really doing it genuinely. Again, we're just using these ideas as an excuse to avoid dealing with our feelings because spiritual teaching would tell us, well, you don't need to feel all that bitterness and resentment towards your ex. You shouldn't, quote unquote, shouldn't feel that stuff because you don't need to. What happened is a gift, all that stuff, right? And then, so that's a very common problem for a lot of people. We use these all these sorts of teachings to, it's a very convenient way to avoid dealing with stuff. It's a trap we can easily fall into. It's a trap we're all happy, we're very happy to fall into because if we think that there's a way to avoid dealing with our feelings and we can still get what we want and you know everything can go along swimmingly we're all for that that mode of operation we're happy to travel that route but a lot of you have probably seen that that might appear to work to some degree or for some length of time but it eventually either catches up in like a big bold way or these feelings, they're just kind of percolating in the background and they might not feel super intense, but they're affecting you very deeply in a lot of ways. And you just, and on some, you just know like you're not okay, even if you appear to be okay. There's just something kind of nagging at you. It might feel a bit duller, not as intense, but it's there. So if you're really struggling, you know, you have to ask yourself, am I willing to get at one of the key issues here that will solve my problem? Because your real problem is right not that you don't have what you want, it's that you're suffering emotionally and you have this whole story around it. You're carrying around beliefs and things that aren't serving you and they're affecting your life and in lots of different ways. And obviously, if energy and vibration are just fancy words for feelings, a lot of the changes you seek in your external world will probably be byproducts of that inner work. Because you'll be dealing with the things that are keeping those changes from happening. Like I said before, right, if you on a deeper level, don't really want what you claim to want because you actually think you have something to lose by getting it. There'll be some sort of negative consequence of getting it. It's dealing, all of dealing with all of this stuff is what clears that up and it will help you feel clearer about these things. You won't be afraid of getting them. You won't be afraid of the money. You won't be afraid of the weight loss. You won't be afraid of the physical healing. You won't be afraid of the intimate, real relationship a real, real intimacy and real connection. So this is again on the, you know, on the face of it, it's like, this seems like a silly question. I have nothing to lose. All I think about is getting what I want and how, how unhappy I am. I have everything to gain. But again, if we think about that part of our mind that has all these weird fears and things, and it's a very screwy part of our mind, there's a part of us that we do think we would have a lot to lose. There would be negative consequences to getting what we want. So if we accept that premise that we have some screwy thinking going on, and that's not actually such a ridiculous question, you know, are you willing to, to ask yourself that question and really explore what the answer might be? And, you know, like I've said before, this is really, really important to remember. A lot of the stuff you uncover might seem very, like, basic, cliche sort of issues. It's not going to be, it might not be some deep, complex web of, of things that you're like, oh, that's really weird and, and you know complicated it might be very you know you're afraid of a relationship because you're afraid of intimacy because your last relationship 
the your partner really broke your heart and you you loved them and you were so vulnerable with them and then they broke up with you and you felt really hurt and betrayed so you're like yeah I don't want to do that again so again don't dismiss the stuff that seems very obvious I know it can be very disappointing maybe to a part of us when we see it's just some basic bitch type of stuff we, I, I think on some level we want to think we're unique emotionally and met, like we have this like unique tapestry of stuff happening within us. It's only us that has these feelings and are dealing with these problems or it's so like com we're so complex and you know complicated. And in some respects that could be true, but in a lot of respects, again, it's you know psych 101, basic personal growth 101 type stuff that you'll uncover. So I wanted to stress that because you don't want to dismiss stuff because it's like, oh fear of intimacy. Oh my God, how cliche, because what happens with all these ideas is they become cliche and then we dismiss them. They lose their meaning. They lose their importance. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. Fear of intimacy. That is like, so, oh my God, that's like just so text, you know? And then it's just like, yeah, that's not me. And it's like, yeah, <clears throat> it probably is you. So again, don't, don't dismiss anything that's like that cliche type basic stuff. You want it to be the cliche basic stuff. You don't want it to be some obscure thing from something that happened when you were two that you'll never remember now at 32, right? And if there are more complex, weird, obscure things, if it's nece if you uncovering that and embracing that and working through that is somehow necessary to the process, then it will come to you somehow. A memory will be triggered in some way, whatever it is, it'll, it'll show up. You'll hear someone talk about something and you're like, oh my God, like I, yeah, I, I remember now this thing or this experience. So don't worry about that stuff. But like I said, 99% of it's probably going to be the cliche psych 101 type stuff. And again, you're, it's good that it's that. I know it might not make you feel so, it might be a bit of a disappointment. That's not some sexy, complicated reason. And you're just struggling with a fear of intimacy or a fear of success or a fear of change or worrying about what other people think about you. And again, all this basic stuff that you've been told, you know, way in the beginning of your journey that to don't, you know, don't worry, don't care what other people think, follow your, and like, and you're just like, oh, that's all it is. My business has been struggling because at the deepest level, I'm actually afraid of what people will think about me. So I've been reluctant to expand and do things that I think will be good for my business because I don't want to draw attention to myself. I'm worried about what my, uh, all these people on Facebook will think about me. These people I'm connected with my old neighbors and high school classmates and people that I have no real relationship with. And what does it matter what they think about me? And then I realize, oh, I actually do really care. Again, not some sexy, complicated reason, but again, it's good. We don't want it to be. We don't want it to be the complex, weird stuff because then it's like, you know, the, we want it to be the broader, easily identifiable sorts of things because there's, you know, it's easier to work with that stuff. So you have to think about it. And again, when you're thinking about this question, you can't forget to remind yourself, I'm dealing with a really weird part of my mind because a lot of the stuff that it wants to keep going, a lot of the stuff it wants to preserve won't make logical sense to you to want to preserve. The part of you that loves feeling like a victim, it doesn't want you to succeed because then you don't get to be a victim anymore and blame the world for your problems because you've now solved your problems. But feeling like a victim feels really badly. So you would think, well, that's silly. Why do I, I don't want to feel this way. But that part of you does want to feel this way. 
there's a lot of aspects of our human identity that cause us a lot of pain, but we're very invested in them because then if we're not those things, then what are we? And it's scarier to shed that than to deal with what it is, what is now clearly defined, even though it makes us miserable. Because if you're not the victim anymore, then who are you? If being a victim has been a very, very prominent uh, part of your story, and everyone's against me, and no, nothing's fair, and I'm such a good person, and why does nothing go my... Yeah, again, it, to think that way makes you feel miserable. But then there's a part of you that finds it very gratifying. And you've become very identified with the victim. I'm a victim of life. Nothing's fair. People treat me unfairly. And again, and, and we love that story of, and I'm so good, and I'm so, you know, and I don't just, like, there's something, again, it, it, it's painful, but a part of us finds it very gratifying. A victim story can relieve us of doing a lot of uncomfortable things that we would need to do to take charge of our life and not be the victim. So again, as painful as being the victim is, there's a part of us that we want to be the victim. And victims don't get what they want. Victims don't have an easy life. Victims, things don't go victims' way. So all, again, all of the stuff you consciously claim to want, the relationship, you want to lose the weight, you want to do all these amazing things. It's like, no, victims don't do that. So it's like, I don't want any of that. If I'm not that, then I have a lot to, I have a lot to lose by getting all these positive changes in my life because I'm going to lose a, a key sense of my identity, the victim. And again, this might sound cliche, but these we want to dismissing all of these things because it sounds obvious or cliche or like oh my god that's so whatever we do that at a great it's a great detriment to us to do that it does us a huge disservice when we do that so again i want to stress a lot of the stuff you uncover if you uncover these sorts of things do not dismiss them for that reason because in doing that you are going to go right back to square one because you're not going to look at any of the things that you need to look at and once you start uncovering a lot of these things, you know, what you have to do is there's a couple of things you need to do. Number one, being honest about the, the different fears you have and, and how you're being served by, you know, how things are now. Uh, by how things are now, you get to preserve your victim identity. You get to avoid responsibility. You get to avoid conflict with people um, because if you're, if you're not succeeding let's say again that business example again in a certain way you'll avoid criticism you might avoid uncomfortable questioning from your parents who don't agree with what you're doing and then you know they're going to dig in even more if they see you like being successful or talking about your business or whatever they're, they're that's just opening you to them you see that's just fodder for them to to continue their criticism or their judgment or their unwanted questioning or whatever it's like okay so i'm uncovering all of this now and then you're, you know, so you have to be willing to sit with all of that, be honest with all of that, you know, see how you're benefiting, identifying, defining the ways that you're benefiting from this. And then you need to ask yourself, am I truly benefiting? That weird part of my mind is seeing a benefit. But overall, deep down, I know I'm... I'm not really benefiting from holding on to all of this excess weight. I know I'm not truly benefiting from staying in this job that I hate. That's like a dead end and I'm not going to go anywhere with it. I know I'm really not benefiting from being single and closing everybody or I'm closing myself off to everybody. My mind thinks that's a good thing because I'm being protected, but it's not really a good thing. So again, right, we recognize the part of our mind that sees the benefit, but overall we understand it's not truly a benefit. It only appears to be a benefit to a very through a very distorted thought system would only see it as a benefit. 
So then we have to decide for ourselves, okay, do I really see this as a benefit? And again, most people will probably be like, yeah, no, not really. By playing small in my business, I protect myself from criticism or whatever, or people, you know, if I get more clients and what if they're not happy with what I do and I'm afraid of dealing with unhappy clients. So in, in my desire to protect myself from that, I'm not getting any clients at all. And it's like, that's not really benefiting me because I would like to, you know, make my business an actual business and make money. So, you know, when you start uncovering all of these things, you know, you're tasked with really questioning, okay, is this, I, okay, so a part of me is thinking all of this. Is this what I really believe? Do I really believe I'm being served by this? Do I really believe that I will lose out if I get the relationship, if I start making more money, if I get that physical healing? Again, no, it's, it's not going to be a bad thing. But there's a part of you that deeply believes that it is. And this, you know, the next part of this is, you know, again, something I've talked about a lot, but it's, it bears repeating because it's when we understand this, it makes this work a lot easier. The crux of this work is nothing more than conscious choice. And you've now gone more deeply into your mind and you've uncovered more of what your egoic human you was thinking and believing. And you're like, okay, this thought, this is the thought system right now that's kind of running the show. Do I really believe these things? Do I really think I'm being served by this? Or what, what, like, what would spirit thought system say about all of these things I believe and think? What would it, it would be like, no, you don't need to think any of this. You're safe. You're fine. You don't want to, there's no reason to feel like a victim. You don't want to feel, right? And you'd be like, okay, well, spirit thought system sort of ideas, all these different teachings I learn, this would be their kind of take on all of this. This would be their interpretation of everything that's happening. And now that I'm aware of this new thought system, whereas before I might not have been, and I was very deeply ingrained in ego thought system, I wasn't aware of these different ideas and points of view. I'd never thought about things in that way before because I wasn't exposed to these ways of thinking. Now I have been. And now I'm aware that there's another way to look at things. There's another way to do this. Am I going to choose that other way? Because once you sincerely decide, yeah, I do want to do that, it doesn't mean you might not change your whole thinking and, and do all the overnight. Technically, it's possible, but there'd probably be a little too much resistance there for the average person, but it's possible. It doesn't have to take as long as we might be making it take. Because then once you sincerely choose in favor of that thought system, you realize, okay, yeah, I'm, spirit thought system would tell me I'm not, I don't have anything to lose by any of these things happening. I don't have to fear a lot of the things I'm fearing. A lot of the bad things I think that would happen, they probably won't happen. And even if they did happen, I only see them as a problem because of my interpretation of these things happening. It's not actually a problem. Maybe you will get more criticism from your family if you're more, you know, involved with your, and it, you make it more a part of your life and you're more about promoting your services on whatever it is, right? And you're, you show up more in that way. Maybe they will criticize you, but the fact that they're criticizing you was never an actual problem. It was only your belief about what that criticism meant and ideas that you had that you were not open. You didn't want to deal with that criticism. So a lot of the things that you worry about happening now, they might happen, but it was never the circumstances was never the problem. What's happening now or what might happen. It's always about how we're seeing it. 
when you open yourself and put yourself out there and you start seriously trying to get a relationship again, maybe the next relationship you get, maybe you will get hurt again. Maybe it won't work out. The purpose of that person wasn't meant to be your final person. That relationship helped you work through some things that you needed to work through and heal. And that person was a catalyst and helped you do that. And they perfectly served their role at this point in your journey. But whereas before where that idea of getting going through a breakup again or it not that, that seemed like so intolerable that you completely closed yourself off, now would be like, yeah, I'll be able to handle that. Spirit would tell me everything happens just as it should and everybody plays a perfect role. If that relationship didn't work out, then it wasn't meant to work out and nothing went wrong. They, this person served a different purpose for me. So again, a lot of the stuff will probably won't happen at all or if some of the things you fear happen do actually happen it's not it it won't feel the same way because it's not what what might happen that would be the problem it would be how you viewed what happened your future interpretation of these future possible happenings and outcomes so you'll be because spirit will tell you no matter what happens you'll be fine because right now if you're very reluctant to do it because you're afraid of certain things that might happen so then you're closing it off because you don't want to have to deal with these potential situations and outcomes in the future spirit would be like well, yeah no matter what happens it'll be okay a lot of the stuff you're worrying about probably won't happen and again even if it does happen you'll feel completely different about it and it's not going to be this emotional you know it's not going to be this source of emotional strain that you're worried it might be now and with that sort of idea of this idea of, okay, no matter what happens, I know it'll be okay. I know a lot of the things that I'm scared of happening probably won't happen. And again, even if they did happen, it will be fine. Energetically, you start opening something up because you become more open to what you want in a, a genuine way on like that vibrational, energetic, emotional level. Because a lot of the things you're fearing now, a lot of the things you think you have to lose, you start seeing all of that very differently. You don't... Uh, you're not as afraid and another thing too when you start to uncover a lot of stuff is you start to uncover your egoic human mind has a very rigid way of looking at things and how it sees things it has a lot of negative ideas about certain aspects of our life where we think oh well if i get this thing i'm going to have to deal with all of that but that's just some rigid limited way of thinking about the situation for example with money ego mind believes you have to work really hard to earn your money and earning money if is is a painful experience and you have to sacrifice all of this stuff. You'll probably have to do a lot of stuff you don't want to do because that's the price of earning money. This idea that money comes easily and it's just, you know, whatever, right? That part of our mind doesn't really believe that. So you claim very much to consciously want money. But then again, if you have this idea that money is this painful thing and dealing with it is this painful thing, then you actually don't want money because you think, okay, well, I'll get money, but then like I'm going to have a lot of, there's going to be a lot of emotional negativity around that. I'm going to have to do a lot of things I don't want to do. Then again, spirit would come along and be like, yeah, you don't have to look at money that way. Money doesn't have to be this painful thing in your life. It's not something you have to toil and strain and strive to earn. Because you're only deserving of the money if you kind of sacrifice and, you know, you experience some sort of pain in its acquisition and then you prove yourself worthy of receiving it. So again, your mind, because of how your mind views money, it sees benefit in you not getting money because it thinks that journey would be an unpleasant journey. But then spirit would be like, no, it doesn't have to be. So then again, you have a shift in thinking about, okay, well, I... 
had these blocks around money because I believed certain things about money that actually made getting it seem quite unappealing. But how, but my, my, our relationship with money doesn't have to be that way. The same thing with romantic relationships. We have a lot of ideas of what they're supposed to be like that can make them seem very unappealing to people, especially if they've already had bad relationships. It's like you have to be together all the time. You have to sacrifice and compromise and you have to do all the stuff you don't want to do and blah, blah, all these different things. And you're like, I don't want to deal with any of that. And spirit will be like, okay, you're defining relationships in a way that you think they have to be a certain way, but your relationship can be anything you want it to be. You can do whatever you want and there's no hard, there's no laws about how a relationship has to be. You don't have to sacrifice your identity. You don't have to spend every second together. You don't have to compromise on all these things all the time. So, and then again, that you have a shift in thinking where maybe you think you're going to lose all of this stuff, your independence and your this and that. And you're like, no, it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. My last relationship was me and my, we were really codependent. We both had a lot of shit going on that we just kept ping pong and mirroring back to each other and just acting out each other's shit. And it was just a big, you know, we were just big mirrors to each other and it was a big fucking mess. It doesn't have to, and you're thinking, oh, I'm going to, that's what I have, that's what I'm going to have to deal with again. No, thank you. And it's like, oh no, it doesn't have to be that way. I was really needy in that relationship and jealous and controlling because I had a lot of self-esteem issues. But if I work on those self-esteem issues, I wouldn't feel compelled to act the same way in a relationship because I wouldn't feel as jealous. I wouldn't feel as needy. I wouldn't, all these, this compulsion to feel like the need to do all of those to control and feeling like jealous and feeling like you need to control the other person or constantly looking for validate. You'd be like, oh yeah, I don't really need to do any of that. And it doesn't have to be this, you know, thing. Now I feel really resistant to putting myself through all that again. A relationship can be whatever I want it to be. Any negative association I have with the relationship that makes me not actually want it, it doesn't have to be that way. I can be however I want. If I look at all the relationships I observe in my life, my friends, my family, whoever, and I see all these bad things and I'm just like, I don't want to deal with that. Whatever issues those people have in their relationships, they, they don't, that doesn't mean your relationship has to be that way. So again, there's a shift in thinking where these negative associations you might have, you start thinking, yeah, it doesn't, these things, it doesn't have to be this way. And when you start dealing with all of that stuff, you start diving into those conflicts. Again, you start seeing like, yeah, a lot of the things I'm thinking right now really aren't true. Things, you know, my mind has an idea of how these things are. And a lot of the elements of what it thinks how things are are very, like, undesirable. And I don't want to deal with any of that. So, yeah, part of me actually doesn't want any of these things. And then it's like, again, your spirit thought system that comes along and, and would question and challenge all of these ways of thinking and being like, is, and again, are you truly being served? by keeping people away, by staying stuck in your current circumstances and keeping things as they are because then you know what to expect and that feels safer. It's like, yeah, I'm not really, again, part of you, it's like, yeah, a part of me I, it sees the benefits. It's a really screwy way of thinking this part of me has. But again, big picture, truly, no, I'm not truly benefiting from any of these things. And when you start to understand that you're not truly benefiting and you can only consciously make that choice about making that decision when you explore the part of you that does see the value because then you get to choose to decide no that's actually not valuable 
there is no value in being a victim. There is no value in my financial struggle. There is no value in closing myself off and swearing off relationships and pretending, you know, or whatever. It's like, no, it's not. It's okay. I don't have to, whatever changes come from getting what I want, maybe things will change in ways that might be uncomfortable for me, but I'll be able to deal with it. Ultimately, it will be a good thing. Because ultimately, I do want the relationship. Ultimately, I do want to lose the weight. Ultimately, I do want to get the better job. Ultimately, I do want to forgive this person because I hate the hate that I feel towards them and how much mental energy and emotional energy goes towards thinking about them and what they did and hating them and feeling like a victim or whatever. So yeah, this is something that, it's a question that it's very, very important because that question will uncover a lot of the stuff that you're struggling with right now. And like I said before, one of the reasons that the struggle kind of gets prolonged is because answering a question like this, it requires going into a part of our mind that we probably don't really want to go into. It requires us to think about things we're not going to want to think about, feel things we don't want to feel, admit to things we don't want to admit to. But again, this is such a crucial piece of the puzzle that if you don't consider this in a serious, sincere way, a lot of the energetic crap that's brewing inside of you, it's going to continue because this is, that's, you know, that conflict around what you want and all of these fears and different things and whatever is seeing the benefit, feeling like you're being served by your problems and how things are now. Again, even consciously, it would not seem that way. There's a lot of a lot of the things that need to be resolved emotionally and mentally, thinking belief-wise. You're not going to be able to touch on most of those things if you don't let yourself, you know, ponder this question in a sincere way. So that's something to think about today. And there might be a little resistance that might come up. You might be baby-stepping. You might not dive right in right now. But think about that, you know, after you listen to this, really, if you know, if you're, especially if you've been struggling with something a long time, it's like, then you really don't want it. There's a real, that's a big part of the conflict, right? And it might not be the only issue, but it's one of the, it's probably one of the core biggest issues is that you actually don't want what you want. So think about that. What do I have to lose by getting what I want? And remember, remember the part of your mind that you're dealing with because again on the surface you're this this is like this is not even a question worth exploring it's so silly but it's not a lot of the stuff you're dealing with right now that question will unlock a lot of the energetic ick and obstacles that you know that you're dealing with right now so yeah that's it guys i hope you enjoy this have a great day or night and for more content products information about my coaching head on over to livelifemadetoorder.com and if you have any questions you're always welcome to email me i love hearing from people so don't be shy Ask me whatever you want. Uh, KellyCooper1102 at gmail.com. And that's Kelly with an I. All right, guys. Bye-bye.